What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. It's Money FM 89.3, and you're on 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. And joining me on the show today, I've got Brian Stamp. He's the Chief Operating Officer of the newly formed entity Commonwealth Concepts. Brian, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, really excited to talk to you. You oversee the business operations of the Singapore grown conglomerate that owns and operates a diverse portfolio of distinct and award winning FB brands. And for today's discussion, we'll be talking about Kinky Restaurant and Bar. So, of course, you know, you've just refurbished this bar and restaurant. What was the reasoning behind changing it up? Oh, well, uh, good, good question. I, I think, uh, well, Kinky's been around for just over a decade. And uh, I think at the start, uh, how we position the restaurant, we're targeting a certain segment. Over the years, uh, the customer profile has also changed and also uh, kind of uh, industry taste and what's happening in the outdoor industry has changed a little bit. So after a decade, uh, we thought it's kind of timely to kind of challenge what is our offering in this market right now. So we've gone ahead and uh, kind of really uh, refreshed the whole uh, vibe of Kinky, taking it to a slightly different direction. I think in the past, uh, uh, it was a lot more, kind of a lot more casual. We started with the whole story of... uh, Kinky Chan, which was the sumo chef who kind of uh, rolled out all these interesting marquees, a kind of a Kelly pony style uh, Japanese marquees, casual uh, kind of vibe with a bit of attitude. So since then, I think um, I understand you've just gone there recently. So we revamped it and kind of rechanged it a little bit. So bringing forth the whole concept of uh, the two sides of uh, which is your kinky side, which is the two sides of the geisha, who has come forth to kind of replace our favorite sumo chef from before. And the interesting thing I wanted to share was actually it's like um, the the whole whole geisha story, the, the woman behind the man has always been there. If you've not noticed, actually, my flooring in the level two restaurant, I still have the old mosaic of uh, which was originally placed there of a lady that with a long hair sweeping down. You, you might not be able to see it when you walk on it, but it's there. She represents the kind of evolution from where we are moving towards to the future. And right now, uh, the two floors are completely different in, in that side, uh, two side, a little bit more kind of a refined setting in the level two. And then level three is where we, the whole uh, geisha vibe comes with uh, that urban rock chic uh, that uh, she has to make it a little bit louder and a uh, completely secondary experience, just uh, totally different from level two. Yeah, you've described the geisha as the edgier big sister who's taken over the restaurant and given it a makeover while the iconic chef Kinky has gone fishing. With a new, you know, revamped design comes a new menu as well. So what can you recommend from the new menu for, let's say, first-timers or returning customers heading to Kinky? For people that are coming here for the usual uh, corporate lunches, I think we get those on between Mondays to Fridays uh, as we are located in the CBD. I think the the number one thing I would recommend then will be take the All-Star Ninja Executive Set Lunch, which we have, which basically has the entire range of uh, Kinky's best uh, flavors that come from their sushi sashimi section. So 
Kinky's menu is still uh, has a strong Japanese core to it with the sushi sashimi section and the maki rolls. And then we have evolved it further to the Japanese fusion side. And um, I think one of the things that we, we, we have been trying to do as we rolled out new menus, uh, the new menu, is to incorporate Japanese flavors and bring uh, it with a little bit about the uh, what Singaporeans kind of like in the Asian fusion. So my personal favorite, I would say, take it anytime, is the unagi clay pot, which we rolled out just prior to, uh, we tested out in the market prior to the renovation. And then, which is the other one, which is the putakakuni clay pot, which is a slow braised pork. So we're taking Japanese um, influences and mixing it with that uh local feel for that local street food and these things kind of really uh, it's what we're trying to bring and merge and bring into the onto the table and uh, if you if you go to uh, kinky now i would suggest definitely try these two they are totally different from what you would get in a, a typical japanese restaurant yeah i got to try quite a lot of the new additions to the menu as well as some of the you know classics as well but uh, you know one of the favorite sort of activities that a lot of people love to you know go to in singapore is brunch and you offer a bottomless brunch so what's changed from the brunch with this revamped menu and design well uh basically the brunch uh is something that we the bottomless brunch is something we've been running for for about three four years and we're also constantly evolving so what the bottomless brunch allows you to do is partake of a lot of the kinky favorites from the rolls and including any of the new items that we may roll out. So there is two portions to it. One portion is really you can eat as much as you want as long as you keep on ordering and you're consuming it. So we rolled out some of the newer items or the smaller newer items into this menu as well. So I, I think the interesting part about this brunch is that when you go there, I think we have a lot of uh, regulars and also new new people people coming on board to really actually have good food, good vibe, a great place, and at the same time partake uh, of the uh, additional top out of the sake, prosecco, and sochu at $35 per head only. So for three hours, you get to eat all you want and uh, drink all you want. So it's in a really, really nice uh, locale on Saturday. Yeah, it is a great concept. I can personally vouch for this. And, you know, it's just when someone offers you all you can eat sushi as well as uh, you know, alcohol as well for great prices. You really do get your money's worth. It's certainly worth the time and money. We're in conversation with Brian Stamp. He's the chief operating officer of the newly formed entity Commonwealth Concepts. He oversees business operations of the Singapore-grown conglomerate that owns and operates a diverse portfolio of distinct and award-winning F&B brands including Kinky Restaurant and Bar. Of course, Brian, we have to talk about the drinks. They were incredible before, but they've, you know, gone through a little bit of a makeover themselves. Tell me more. Well, well we, we are always trying to, like I said, push the vibe and the edge. So one of the things we challenged the team was what can they bring to the table out of the, the norm? So we've probably got four or five new cocktails. One is the uh, our take on the margarita, uh, which we use uh, tequila and nigori umeshu, uh, control lime juice and basically cracked pepper. So we call it geisha reader. Uh, we also have an ode to the local drinking culture of, you know, sugar cane juice with, uh, with uh, you know, the sour plum. So we call it the Jin Jin Asam Boy. So we're using uh, Japanese Kirojin uh, with Malibu rum and mixing up with pineapple juice to give that nice olive green tint to the drink. And we garnish that with the Asam powder and the pickled ume. 
So the other one uh, uh, we've come up with is uh, something that is like a mix between uh, a little bit of a Kahlua coffee and uh, a martini style concoction. So Bailey's Irish cream and Kahlua coffee liquor. And so we call it the Notikopi. And last but not least, we have one which is an interesting thing where we actually make a jelly shot that is then uh, mixed in a very uh, lovely cocktail glass. It's uh, Tears of the Geisha, just an interesting story. So I'm not going to give away too much for that if uh, listeners would want to go go and try, go and experience that. I tried quite a few of those drinks and the, the naughty... Kopi, yeah. Yes, that one. It was awesome because, of course, I go into work at about just after five in the morning and I didn't actually take my afternoon nap. So when I turned up, I had oh, it and yeah, I was, yeah. you know, I had okay. all my energy back and it, yeah, it was it was amazing. But now that we're in phase three, Brian, how much have your operations changed compared to phase one? Um, yeah, well, I, I think uh, so. the social distancing spacing is still the same. Uh, there is a change in the customer profile. Uh, we're located in the heart of the CBD. CBD is still operating on a 50% workload in general. So at the same time, Kinky's rooftop bar uh, uh, has been always been a, a place where you go to drink until late, but uh, with the 10.30 change in timing. So we've, got, we've had to pivot, and we see a lot more people going there to uh, have uh, more food at the top floor and uh, more social drinking rather than the usual hard partying that we used to have. But with, uh, with all uh, uh, situations, there's always opportunities. So we've taken that to evolve uh, new barbite menus and things like that. So to give a, a different, what we call, under the starlight uh, kind of uh, experience just to meet your friends, have some drinks, have some light food. And in fact, some of our customers actually uh, sit upstairs and order uh, basically sometimes full meals. So that's been the change uh, so far. So in terms of the number of people that we've been able to accommodate, obviously that's impacted by uh, the need to manage and uh, work within this uh, uh, COVID pandemic situation. Brian, you've had close to 16 years of experience in the food and beverage and hospitality industry. And I'm sure during all those years, you probably didn't experience something as big as the COVID-19 pandemic. So with all this experience, what are you planning to do differently during this time? And how are you going to use your experience to make sure that Kinky, you know, rises above the pandemic? Well, uh, I, I don't think anybody would have the experience to, to kind of uh, expect uh, this pandemic. So this caught everybody by surprise. I think the, the most critical thing that uh, anybody can take away from this is always be able to react quickly, evolve quickly, and take action, uh, I think, and be willing to try new things. Because the, this whole uh, situation has changed how consumers uh, consume, how people order, and how they spend. And, and basically, right now, I think what we are seeing is it's kind of timely that uh, we have also shifted, uh, changed the level two experience and offered that new reason for people to come back to Kinky again, be it whether they're all regular or a first-timer to Kinky. So I think the way I would look at it is uh, we must constantly challenge ourselves uh, as F&B, whether it's Kinky or any of my other brands that I manage, on how we can evolve with customer change, changes in taste profile, and always be willing to try 
and uh, push the envelope a little bit. Because um, if we wait for the whole uh, scenario to change, we, we really might be left out in the cold, basically. Of course, during the pandemic, it's all about adapting and pivoting the business. And, you know, this new Kinky is quite a new experience and for everyone to try out their new drinks and their food as well. We've been in conversation with Brian Stamp. He's the chief operating officer of the newly formed entity Commonwealth Concepts overseeing operations at Kinky Restaurant and Bar. Brian, thank you so much for joining me and I wish you the best in your future endeavors. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you. Thank you very much.